chapter 9 the ancient art of self leadership good people strengthen themselves ceaselessly confucius time is passing quickly said julian before pouring himself another cup of tea the morning will soon be upon us do you want me to continue or have you had enough for one night there was no way that i was going to let this man who held such gems of wisdom within his grasp stop putting stop without completing his story at the outset his tale seemed fantastic but as i listened to him as i absorbed the ageless philosophy that had been bestowed upon him i came to believe deeply in what he was saying these were not the superficial self-serving ruminations of some two-bit huckster julian was the real thing he clearly walked his talk and his message was rang true i trusted him Please continue Julian I have all the time in the world the kids are sleeping at their grandparents house and tonight and Jenny won't be up for us sensing my sincerity he continued with the symbolic fable that Yogi Raman had offered him to illustrate his wisdom on cultivating a richer more radiant life I've told you that the garden represents the fertile garden of your mind a garden that is filled with delightful treasures and boundless riches I've also spoken of the lighthouse and how it represents the power of goals and the importance of discovering your calling in life. You will recall that as the fable continues the door of lighthouse slowly opens and out walks a 9 foot tall 900 pound Japanese sumo wrestler. Sounds like a bad Godzilla movie. I used to love those when I was a kid. Me too, but don't let me distract you I replied. The sumo wrestler represents a very important element in the life changing system of the sages of Shivana. Yogi Raman told me that many centuries ago in the ancient east the great teachers developed and refined a philosophy called kaizen this japanese word means constant and never ending improvement and it's the personal trademark of every man and woman who is living a soaring fully awakened existence how did the concept of kaizen enrich the lives of the sages i asked as i mentioned earlier john success on the outside begins with success on the inside if you really want to improve your outer world whether this means your health your relationships or your finances you must first improve your inner world the most effective way to do this is through the practice of conscious continuous self improvement self mastery is the dna of life mastery julian i hope you don't mind me saying it but all this talk about one's inner world sounds more than a little esoteric to me Remember I'm just a middle class lawyer from leafy suburbs with a minivan sitting in the driveway and a lawn boy in the garage look everything you have told me so far makes sense as a matter of fact much of what you have shared with me appears to be common sense although i know that common sense is anything but common in this day and age i must tell you though i'm having a little difficulty with this notion of kazin and improving my inner world what exactly are we talking about here Julian was agile in his response. In a society we all too often label the ignorant as weak. However, those who express their lack of knowledge and seek instruction find the path to enlightenment before anyone else. Your questions are honest and show me that you are open to fresh ideas. Change is the most powerful force in our society today. Most people fear it, the wise embrace it. Zen tradition speaks of a beginner's mind those who keep their minds open to new concepts those whose cups are always empty will always move to higher levels of achievement and fulfillment never be reluctant to ask even the most basic of questions questions are the most effective method of eliciting knowledge 
थैंक्स बट आई एम बट आई एम स्टिल अन क्लियर वर्क इज इन वेन आई स्पीक ऑफ इम्प्रूविंग योर इनर वर्ल्ड आई एम सिंपली स्पीकिंग ऑफ सेल्फ इम्प्रूवमेंट एंड पर्सनल एक्सपेंशन एंड इट इज द बेस्ट थिंग यू कैन डू फॉर योर सेल्फ यू माई थिंक दैट यू आर टू बिजी टू स्पेंड टाइम वर्किंग ऑन योर सेल्फ दिस वुड बी अ वेरी बिग मिस्टेक यू सी वेन यू हैव टेकन द टाइम टू बिल्ड अ स्टोरी वेन अ स्ट्रॉन्ग कैरेक्टर फुल ऑफ डिसिप्लिन एनर्जी पावर एंड ऑप्टमिज्म यू कैन फाइंड हैव एनी थिंग एंड डू एनी थिंग यू वॉन्ट इन योर आउटर वर्ल्ड when you have cultivated a deep sense of faith in your abilities and an indomitable spirit nothing can stop you from succeeding in all your pursuits and living with great rewards taking the time to master your mind to care to care for the body and to nourish your soul will put you in a position to develop more riches and vitality in your life it is as epictetus said so many years ago no man is free who is not a master of himself So kizin is actually a very practical concept very think about it john how could a person possibly lead a corporation if he cannot lead himself how could you nurture a family if you cannot if you haven't learned to nurture and care for yourself how could you possibly possibly do good if you don't even feel good do you see my point i nodded in full agreement This was the first time i had given any serious thought to the importance of improving myself i had always thought that all these all those people i would see on the subway reading books with titles like the power of positive thinking or mega living were troubled souls desperate for some form of medicine to get them back on course now i realize that those who took the time to strengthen themselves were the strongest and that is and that it was only through improving oneself that one could ever hope to improve the lot the lot of others i then started to reflect on all the things i could improve i really could use added energy and good health for good health that exercising would surely bring riding myself of my nasty temper and my habit of interrupting others might do wonders for my relationship with my wife and kids and erasing my worry habit would give me the peace of mind and deep happiness i have been searching for the more i thought about it the more potential improvements i saw as i started to see all the positive things that would flood that would flood into my life through the cultivation of good habits i grew excited but i realized that julian was talking about far more than the importance of daily exercise a healthy diet a balanced lifestyle when he had learned in the himalayas what he had learned in the himalayas was deeper and more meaningful than this he spoke of the importance of building strength of character developing mental toughness and living with courage he told me that these three attributes would lead one not only to a virtuous life but to a life filled with achievement satisfaction and inner peace courage was a quality everyone would cult- could cultivate and one that would pay huge dividends over the long run what does courage have to do with self leadership and personal development i wondered aloud courage allows you to run your own race courage allows you to do whatever you want to do because you know that it is right courage gives you the self control to persist where others have failed Ultimately the degree of courage you live with determines the amount of fulfillment you receive it allows you to truly realize all the exquisite wonders of the epic that is of the epic that is your life and those who master themselves have an abundance of courage okay i'm starting to understand the power of working on myself where do i start julian returned to his conversation with yogi raman high atop the mountains on what he remembered as a remarkably starry and glorious beautiful night initially i too had trouble with the notion of self improvement 
after all i was tough how however trained legal gunslinger gunslinger who had no time for new age theories posed on me by what i thought were people with bad haircuts who hung out at airports i was wrong it was this close mindedness that was only limits this close mindedness that was holding my life back all those years the more i listen to yogi raman and the more i reflect on the pain and suffering of my former world the more i welcome the philosophy of kizen on constant and never ending enrichment of the mind body and soul into my new life julian asserted why am i hearing so much about the mind body and soul these days it seems it seems i can't even turn on the tube without someone making mention of it this is the trilogy of human endowments to improve your mind without the cultivation of your physical gifts would be a very hollow victory elevating your mind and body to their highest level without nurturing your soul would leave you feeling very empty and unfulfilled but when you dedicate your energies to unlocking the full potential of all three of your human endowments you will taste the divine ecstasy of enlightened life you've got me pretty excited but you've got me pretty excited well as to your question about where to start i promise that i will give you a number of ancient yet powerful techniques in a few moments but first i must share a practical illustration with you get into push up position good grief julian's become a drill sergeant i silently thought being curious and wishing to keep my cup empty i compiled now do as many push ups as you can possibly do don't stop until you truly are certain that you cannot do any more I struggled with the exercise my 215 pound frame now being used to much more than walking to the nearest McDonald's with my kids or meandering through a round of golf with my law partners the first 15 push-ups were pure agony with the heat of that summer evening adding to my discomfort i started to sweat profusely however i was determined not to show any signs of weakness and carried on until my vanity started to give away give away along with my arms give way long with my arms at 23 pushups i gave up i gave up no more julian this is killing me what are you trying to do here are you certain that you can't do any more i'm sure come on give me a break the only lesson i'm going to do going to learn from this is what to what to do for a heart attack do 10 more then you can rest commanded julian you've got to be kidding me but i continued 1 2 5 8 and finally 10 i lay on the floor in total exhaustion I went through precisely the same experience with Yogi Raman the night he shared his special fable with me said Julian he told me that pain was a great teacher what could anyone possibly learn from an experience like this i asked breathlessly yogi raman and all of the sages of shivana for that matter believed that people grow the most when they enter the zone of the unknown okay but what does that have to do with making me do all those pushups you told me after you have done 23 that you couldn't do any more you told me that this was your absolute limit yet when i challenged you to do more you responded with another 10 pushups you had more inside you when you reached for your sources resources you received more yogi raman explained a fundamental truth to me while i was his student the only limits on your life are those that you set yourself When you dare to get out of your circle of comfort and explore the unknown you start to liberate your true human potential this is the first step towards self mastery and mastery over every other circumstance in your life 
When you push beyond your limits, just as you did in this little demonstration, you unlock mental and physical reserves that you never thought you had. Fascinating, I thought. Come to think of it, I had certainly read in a book that the average person uses only a minute measure of his human capacity. I wondered what we could do if we started using the remaining reservoir of our abilities. Julian sensed he was on a roll. You practice the art of kissing by pushing yourself daily. Work hard to improve your mind and body, nourish your spirit. Do the things you fear. Start to live with unbridled energy and limitless enthusiasm. Watch the sun rise, dance in the rain shower, be the person you dream of being. Do the things you have always wanted to do, but don't because you tricked yourself into believing that you are too young, too old, too rich or too poor. Prepare to live a soaring, fully alive life. In the East, they say that luck favors the prepared mind. I believe that luck favors the prepared mind. Life favors the prepared mind. Julian continued his passionate discourse. Identify the things that are holding you back. Are you scared of speaking or do you have trouble in your, trouble in your relationship? Do you lack a positive attitude or do you need more energy? Make a written inventory of your weakness. Weaknesses. Satisfied people are far more thoughtful than others. Take the time to reflect on what it is that might be keeping you from the life you really want. And deep down, and know deep down you can have once you have identified what your weaknesses are. The next step is to face them head on and attack your fears. If you fear public speaking, sign up to give 20 speeches. If you fear starting to starting a new business or getting out of a dissatisfying relationship, muster everyone's of your inner resolve and do it. This might be the first taste of real freedom that you have experienced in years. Fear is nothing more than a mental monster you have created, a negative stream of consciousness. Fear is nothing more than a negative stream of consciousness? I like that. You mean all my fears are nothing more than imaginary little grillins that grillins that have crept into my mind over the years? Exactly, John. Every time they have pretended you they have prevented you from taking some action, you have added fuel to their fire. But when you conquer your fears, you conquer your life. I need an example. Sure, let's take public speaking, an activity most people fear more than death itself. When I was a litigator, I actually saw lawyers who were scared of stepping into court. They would do anything including settling their clients otherwise worthy cases just to avoid the pain of getting up on their feet inside a packed courtroom. I have seen them too. Do you actually think that they were born with this fear? I sure hope not. Study a baby. She has no limits. Her mind is a lush landscape of potential and possibility. Properly cultivated, it will lead her to greatness. Filled with negativity, it will lead her to mediocrity at best. When I, what, I, what I'm saying is this. No experience, whether it is public speaking or asking your boss for a rise or swimming in a sun-soaked lake or walking along the beach on a moonlight night is inherently painful or pleasant. It is your thinking that makes it so, in, so interesting. A, pro, a baby could be trained to view a glorious sunny day as depressing. A child could be trained to see a puppy as a vicious animal. An adult could be trained to see a drug as a pleasant vehicle for release. It is all a matter of conditioning, isn't it? Sure. The same holds true of fear. Fear is a conditioned response, a life-sucking habit that can easily consume your energy, creativity and spirit if you are not careful. When fear rears its ugly head, beat it down quickly. The best way to do that is to do the thing you fear. Understand the anatomy of fear. It is your own re own creation. Like any other creation, it is just as easy to tear it down as it is to erect it. 
methodically search for and then destroy every fear that has secretly slid into the fortress of your mind this alone will give you enormous confidence happiness and peace of mind can you can a person's mind actually be fully fearless i asked great question the answer is unequivocal and empathetic yes each and every one of the saints of shivana was absolutely fearless you could see it in the way they walked you could see it in the way they talked you could see it when you look deep into their eyes and i'll tell you something else don what i asked fascinated by what i was hearing i too am fearless i know myself i have come to see that my natural state is one of indomitable strength and unlimited potential it is it was just that i was blocked by all those years of self neglect and unbalanced thinking i will tell you another thing when you weigh as fear from your mind and you start to look yourself and your health becomes more vibrant ah the old mind body connection i replied hoping to mask my ignorance yes the sages of east have known about it for over 5000 years hardly new age he said with a broad grin lighting up his radiant face the sages shared some another powerful principle with me that i think about often I think it will be invaluable to you as you walk the path of self-leadership and personal mastery. It has given me motivation at times when I feel like taking things easy. The philosophy can be stated succinctly. What gets highly actualized people apart from those who never lie inspired lives in that they do things that less developed people don't like doing even though they might not like doing them either. Truly enlightened people those who experience deep happiness daily are prepared to put off short term pleasure for the sake of long term fulfillment so they tackle their weakness and fears head on even if dripping into the zone of unknown brings with it a measure of discomfort that they resolve to live by the wisdom of kazin improving every aspect of themselves ceaselessly and continuously with time things that were once difficult become easy fears that once prevented them from all the happiness health and prosperity they deserved fall to the wayside like stickmen toppled by a hurricane so you're suggesting that i must change myself before i change my life yes it's like that old story my favorite professor told me when i was in law school one night a father was relaxing with his newspaper after a long day at office his son want he his son who wanted to play kept on pestering him Finally fed up the father ripped out a picture of the globe that was in the paper and tore it into a hundred tiny pieces here son go ahead and try to put this back together he said hoping that this would keep the little boy busy long enough for him to finish reading his paper to his amazement his son returned after only one minute with the globe perfectly back together when the startled father asked how he achieved his feat the son smiled gently and replied dad on the other side of the globe there was a picture of a person once i got the person together the world was okay that's a great story you see john the wisest people i've ever met from the sages of shivana to my professors at howard law school all seem to know the key formula for happiness do continue i said with a hint of impatience it's precisely what i said earlier happiness comes through the progressive realization of a worthy objective when you are doing what you truly love to do you are bound to find deep contentment if happiness comes to everyone who deeply does what they love doing they are why are so many people miserable 
Far point, John. Do what you love, whether this means giving up the work you presently doing to become an actor or spending less time on those things that are less important to make time for those things that are more meaningful. Requires a great deal of courage. It requires you to step out of your comfort zone and change is always a little uncomfortable at first. It is also more than a little risky. Having said this, this is the surest way to design a more joyful life. Exactly how does one go about building courage? It's the same as the story. Once you get yourself together, your world will be okay. Once you master your mind, body and character, happiness and abundance will flow into your mind, into your life almost magically. But you must spend some time daily working on yourself, even if for only 10 or 15 minutes. And what does that 9 foot tall, 900 pound sumo, Japanese sumo wrestler symbolize in Yogi Raman's fable? One hefty friend will be your constant reminder of the power of cuisine, the Japanese word for constant self-expansion and progress. In just a few hours, Julian had revealed the most powerful and the most astonishing information that I had ever heard in my lifetime. I had learned of the magic in my own mind and its treasure trove of potential. I had learned highly practical techniques to still the mind and focus its power on my dear desires and dreams. I had learned the importance of having a definite purpose of, in life and of setting clear goals in every aspect of my per personal, professional and spiritual world. Now I had been exposed to the ageless principle of self-mastery, Kazin. How can I practice the art of Kazin? I will give you 10 ancient yet supremely effective rituals that will lead you far along the path of self personal mastery if you apply them on a daily basis with faith in their in their utility you will observe remarkable results in just one month from today if you continue to apply them in incorporatingly incorporating the techniques into your routine such that they become habits you are bound to reach a state of perfect health limitless energy lasting happiness and peace of mind Ultimately, you will reach your divine destiny. For this is your brightness. Yogi Raman offered the 10 rituals to me with great faith in what he termed their exquisiteness. And I think you will agree that I am living proof of their power. I simply ask that you listen to what I have to say and judge the results for yourself. Life-changing results is one in, one in only 30 days, I said in disbelief. Yes. The quid pro quo is that you must set aside at least one hour a day for 30 consecutive days to practice the strategies I am about to offer to you. This investment in yourself is all that is all it takes. And please don't tell me that you don't have the time. But I don't. I said honestly, my practice is really booming and I don't have 10 minutes to myself, let alone a full hour, Julian. As I told you saying that you do not have time to improve yourself, whether this means improving your mind or nourishing your spirit, is much like saying you do not have time to stop for gas because you are too busy driving. Eventually, it will catch, catch up with you. Really? Really? How so? Let me put it this way. You are very much like a high-performance race car worth million of dollars, a well-oiled, highly sophisticated machine. Why? Thank you, Julian. Your mind is the greatest wonder of the universe and your mind has the capacity to perform feats that might astonish you. Agreed. Knowing the value of this high-performance multi-million dollar machine, would it be wise to run it, full, it, run it full out every minute of every day without taking a pit stop to let the motor cool down? Of course not. 
well then why are you not taking some time every day for your personal pit stop or rest break why are you not taking time to cool down the high performance engine of your mind do you see my point taking the time to renew yourself is the most important thing you can do ironically taking time out from your hectic schedule for self improvement and personal enrichment will dramatically improve your effectiveness once you give back into 10 into it one hour a day for 30 days is all it takes it's the magic formula i was always searching for i would probably have a i would probably have paid a couple of million dollars for it in my old glory days if i understood its importance little did i know that it was free as is all my priceless knowledge having said this you must be disciplined and apply the strategies that you make up the formula daily with utter conviction in their values this is not a quick fix type deal once you are in yo once you are in you are in the in for a long time what do you mean spending one hour a day tending to yourself will surely give you dramatic results in 30 days provided you do the right things it takes about one month to fully install a new habit after this period the strategies and techniques you will learn will fit like a second skin the key is that you must keep on practicing them every day if you want to keep on seeing the results fair enough i agreed julian cleared that un- that unlocked a wellspring of personal vitality and inner serenity in his own life actually his personal transformation from a sickly old educator to a radiant energetic philosopher was nothing less than miraculous at that moment i resolved to dedicate one hour a day to implementing the techniques and principles i was about to hear i decided to work on improving myself before working to change others as had as had been my habit maybe i too could undergo a mental like transformation it was surely worth a try that night sitting on floor of my cluttered living room i learned what julian called the 10 rituals of radiant living some of them required a little concentrated effort on my part others could be performed effortlessly all were intriguing and rich with the prom- promise of extraordinary things to come first strategy was known to the sages as the ritual of solitude this involves nothing more than ensuring that your daily schedule includes a mandatory period of peace just what is a period of peace it is a period of time as little as 15 minutes or as much as 50 wherein you explore the healing power of silence and come to know who you really are julian explained sort of a rest ba- rest break for that overheated engine of mine I suggested with a slight smile. That's a pretty accurate way of looking at it. Have you ever been on a long road trip with your family? Sure. Every summer we drive down to the islands to spend a couple of weeks with Jenny's parents. Okay. Do you ever make pit stops along the way? Yes, for food or if I'm feeling a little sleepy, I'll take a quick nap after having listening to my kids fight in the back seat for 6 hours. Well, think of the ritual of solitude as a pit stop for the soul. Its purpose is self-renewal and This is accomplished by spending time alone immersed in the beautiful blanket of silence. What's so special about silence? Good question. Solitude and quiet connect you and quiet connect you to your creative source and releases the limitless intelligence of the universe. You see John, the mind is like a lake. In your chaotic world, most people's mind are not still. We are full of inner turbulence. However, by simply taking the time to be still and quiet every day, the lake of the mind becomes as smooth as or as a plate of glass. 
This inner quietness brings with within a wealth of benefits, including a deep sense of well-being, inner peace, and boundless energy. You will even sleep better and enjoy a renewed feeling of balance in your day-to-day activities. Where should I go for the spirit of peace? Theoretically, you sh- you could do it anywhere from your bedroom to your office. The key is to find a place for true quiet and beauty. How does beauty fit into the equation? Beautiful images soothe your ruffled soul. Julian observed with a deep sign. A bouquet of roses or a simple solid solitary daffodil will have a highly salutary effect on your senses and relax you no end. Ideally, you should savor such beauty in a space that that will serve as the sanctuary of the self. What's that? Basically, it is a place that will become your secret forum for your mental and spiritual expansion. This might be a separate room in your house or simply a peaceful corner of a a small apartment. The point is to reserve a spot for your renewal activities, a place that sits there quietly awaiting your arrival. I love the sound of that. I think having a quiet place to go to when I come home from work and would, uh, would make a world of difference. I could decompress for a while and let go of the stress of the day. It would probably make me much nicer person to be around. This brings up and this brings up another point. The ritual of solitude works best when you practice it at the same time every day. Why? Because then it becomes integrated into your routine as a ritual. By practicing at the same time every day, a daily dose of silence will soon become a habit that you will never neglect. And positive life habits inevitably guide you to your destiny. Anything else? Yes. If at all possible, commune with nature daily. A quick walk through the woods or even a few minutes spent cultivating your tomato garden in the backyard will reconnect you to the wellspring of calm that may now be dormant within you. Being with nature also allows you to tune into the infinite wisdom of your highest self. This self-knowledge will move you into the uncharacter dimensions of your personal power. Never forget this, advised Julian, his voice rising with passion. Has this ritual worked well for you, Julian? Absolutely. I rise with the sun and the first thing I do is head off to my sacred sanctuary. There I explore the heart of the rose for as long as need to be. Some days I spend hours in quiet contemplation. On other days, I spend only 10 minutes. The result is more or less the same. A deep sense of inner harmony and an abundance of physical energy. Which brings me to the second ritual. This is the ritual of physicality. Sounds interesting. What is it about? It is about the power of physical care. Huh? It's simple. The ritual of physicality is based on the principle that says you care for the body so you care for the mind. As you prepare your body so you prepare your mind. As you train your body so you train your mind. Take some time every single day to nourish the temple of your body through vigorous exercise. Get your blood circulating and your body moving. Did you know that there are 168 hours in a week? No, not really. It is true. At least five of those hours should be invested in some form of physical activity. The sage of Shivana practiced the ancient discipline of yoga to awaken their physical potential and live a strong dynamic existence. It was an extraordinary sight to see these marvelous physical specimens who had managed to age-proof their lives standing on their heads in the center of their village. 
Have you tried yoga, Julian? Ginny started practicing it last summer and says it had it has added five years to her life. There is no strat. There is no one strategy that will magically transform your life, John. Let me be the first to say this. Lasting and profound change comes through the continued applications of a number of the methods I have shared with you. But yoga is extremely is an extremely effective way to unlock your reserves of vitality. I do my yoga every morning, and it is one of the best things that I do for myself. It not only rejuvenates my body; it completely focuses my mind. It has even unlocked my creativity. It is a terrific discipline. Did the sages do anything else to care for their bodies? Yogi Raman and his brothers and sisters also believe that vigorous walking in natural surroundings, whether high on the mountain paths or deep in lush forests, worked wonders for relieving fatigue and restoring the body to its natural state of vibrancy. When the weather was too harsh to walk, they would exercise within the security of their huts. They might miss a they might miss a meal, but they would never miss their daily round of exercise. What did they have in their huts? Nordic track machines, I quipped. Not quite. Sometimes they would practice yoga postures. Other times, I would catch a glimpse of them doing a set or two of one hand push ups. I really think it doesn't matter to the, too much to them what they did. So. As long as they moved their bodies and got the fresh air of their breathtaking surroundings flowing through their lungs, what does breathing fresh air have anything to do with it? I question. I'll question you. I'll answer your question with one of Yogi Raman's favorite sayings: "To breathe properly is to live properly." Breathing is that important? I asked in surprise. Quite early. Quite early on in Shivana, the sages taught me that the fastest way to double or even triple the amount of energy I had was to learn the art of effective breathing. But don't we all know how to breathe, even a newborn baby? Not really. While most of us know how to breathe to survive, we have never learned how to breathe to thrive. Most of us breathe far too shallowly and in so doing, we fail to take in enough oxygen to run the body at an optimum level. Sounds like proper breathing involves a lot of science. It does, and the sages created it that way. Their philosophy was simple: take in more oxygen through efficient breathing, and you liberate your energy reserves along with your natural state of vitality. Okay, so where do I start? It's actually pretty easy. Two or three times a day, take a moment or two to think. Uh, take a minute or two to think about breathing more deeply and effectively. How do I know if I'm breathing effectively? Well, your belly should move out slightly. This indicates that you are breathing from the abdomen, which is good. A trick that Yogi Raman taught me was to cup my hands over my stomach. If they moved out as I inhaled, my breathing technique was proper. Very interesting. If you like that, then you will love the third ritual of radiant living," said Julian, "which is the ritual of life nourishment." In my days as a litigator, I lived off of a steady diet of steaks. steaks fries and other types of junk food sure i ate at the finest restaurants in the country but i still filled my body with junk i didn't know it at the time but this was one of the main sources of my discontent really yes a poor diet has a pronounced effect on your life it drains your mental and physical energy it affects your moods and it hampers the clarity of your mind yogi raman put it this way as you nourish your body so you nourish your mind i assume then that you changed your diet radically and it made an amazing difference in the way i felt and looked i always thought that i was so run down because of the stresses and strains of my work because the wrinkled fingers of old age 
were reaching out for me in shivana i learned that much of my lethargy was due to the low octane fuel i was pumping into my body what did the sage of shivana eat to stay so youthful and bright life fruits came the efficient reply huh life fruits are the answer life fruits are foods that are not dead come on julian what are life fruits i asked impatiently basically life fruits foods are those that are created through the natural interaction of the sun air soil and water what i'm talking about here is a vegetarian diet fill your plate with fresh vegetables fruits and grains and you might just live forever is that possible